0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network.
2: Check, check. Mm-hmm.
3: I sit here playing my guitar, thinking about you. I'll waste my time in these parts, reliving true. She needed some help, had some bills to pay, but the world don't give a shit no about your problems. It just takes and
1: takes and takes and keeps on revolving, but I- If you want to know, want to know the truth, well here it is.
4: All right, welcome back to another episode of Open Mic. And those sweet tunes you were hearing at the beginning were none other than Devin Shelton from Palmetto, which is a a side project with Toby Morrell, both I would say share the title of lead singer of Emory. That would be my first question, uh, Devin, sure. is are you the lead singer of Emory? <laughs>
5: uh, I mean, I guess a co-lead singer, but yeah. I mean, Toby ultimately probably sings a little more than I do, um, but it's probably like a you know, 60-40 split. But yeah, we're both the lead singer slash bass player.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: and been around since the 90s, the band Emery. And yeah. so how long technically have you been in the band? And I know that you were not in the band for a while too. So let's talk about that.
5: Yeah. I mean, I'm one of the, found, you know, me, Matt and Toby are the three founding members. And so uh, we started the band in at the end, basically end of 2000, beginning of 2001. So right, right towards the end of our college careers. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I took a hiatus for about four or five years from like twenty eleven to twenty fifteen, sixteen.
4: Okay. That's yeah. interesting. And and you're back. I am back. So what led to the hiatus? Is it just normal family stuff coming yeah. up, other responsibilities and
5: Yeah, we were having our first child. So we had our we were my wife was pregnant with our daughter. Um and I was just like, yeah, it's just going to be hard. So I, I got I to at least stay home to see how all this works <laughs> with yeah. the, with kids. That's, that's a,
0: hard. a hard transition. <laughs>
5: yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I just felt like it was probably the right thing to do for my my wife. You know, being all all of our spouses are different in some ways. So my wife, I just felt like that was probably the best thing to do at the time, you know. So, But well, yeah, they kept going and I came back.
0: That's awesome.
4: So what were you doing in that five years? Like uh, working at Home Depot or what, what was that kind of?
5: <laughs> well, I, so I had a friend. It's it pretty typical. I mean, I got a job at a church. So I I was already kind of helping there just in my, when I, my time off, you know, like playing and helping lead and stuff like that. And then um, when I quit the band, I was able to kind of work part time at two different churches for a while. And then eventually got hired on full time at at one of them.
4: So you kept doing music at least. So that's cool.
5: Yeah, I was music the whole time. Yeah, right on.
4: So, so Paul Meadow. Yeah. Um, I was introduced to you guys. You and Toby were doing a Emery Songs and Stories live tour at a little coffee bar. Really interesting. Very. Very Christian coffee shop feel with satanic things all over the wall. It was, it was, it was was different. Yeah, I wouldn't um, call
5: it a Christian coffee shop, but yeah, similar (laughs) vibe. vibe. Just the opposite end of it.
4: Good coffee, but um, I remember you and Toby telling the stories and playing the songs, and I think you did two or three songs off the your. At that point, it was just a side project you had not released any music for Palmetto at that point, and right. um, you played the song "The Good Man," it was talking uh-huh. about y- your father and as remember, that really pulled at my heartstrings. just yeah. the concept or the idea can a good man do bad things and wrestling right. with or or can a bad man do good things and what is yeah. what is what is that and um so yeah tell the listeners a little bit more about the songwriting process, I guess, of, of that and, um, how the good man, came
2: can he go back and make wrongs right? Cause sometimes life makes sense. Stay find God when he's dying. Can he hold the memories in his hand? Can redemption carry him into the promised land?
5: Sure. Uh, so my dad, um, he had a stroke last May. And uh, he has been living alone for the past few years because my mom passed away, and so, and my my dad's you know he's he's a great dad to me. Like I've always had a good relationship with him. Ultimately, I mean, it's you know they're it's relatively shallow, I guess you could say to some degree. I mean, my dad and I joke around all the time. It's usually just laughs and fun stuff for the most part. I mean, obviously we, I've seen some, some worse stuff throughout the years, but nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, he was a preacher most of his life, like at least all of his life that I knew him for the most part. And, uh, but I knew he had a past. Um, he was an alcoholic had, you know, he was abusive, you know, to his first wife and my mom to some degree. And then, um, <clears throat> so going back, he had a stroke last year. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things when you go through a situation where family members die or have, you know, have health concerns, um, it, it you know, you really start kind of thinking about just life, you know, in general and, um, just kind of what that means. And you kind of reflect on your relationship with whoever that person is, um, and so with my dad, like I said, our, our relationship was always good. I mean, he was a good example for me. He was a preacher, always, um, you know, he always set a pretty good example for me. It was relatively strict in our household, really conservative. Um, but it was it wasn't like uptight. You know what I mean? It wasn't like. Yeah, I
4: think a lot of our listeners can identify the traditional, yeah. conservative Christian family with right. A, a, right. You're a preacher's son, and preacher kid. Yes. PK. Yes, is a, a and I,
5: <laughs> Right, and I, ne- I never really had the whole rebellious uh, time that you know people say typically preachers' kids have. I, I don't know. I just never really had that could have been fear that my dad would have beat me to death (laughs) are you sure
4: it wasn't your rebellious stage and you just never left it well
5: yeah kind (laughs) of i mean that was a you know when we did start emory my mom was concerned you know it's like you guys are playing it you guys are playing in bars and stuff you know like they just thought that was not necessarily the right thing to do um,
4: hey, they were right. Look, 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 look. <laughs>
5: yeah, <laughs> I know. Hell hellion. Hellions now, now. now
4: you have pornography on your albums. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Um, so, it, yeah, you know, I've always had a good relationship with dad, but I knew about his past. Uh, I have older siblings who experienced some of that with my dad. Uh, it's their, uh, you know, stepdad. So, and then um, I have one younger sister, so her and I are... Uh, full-blooded, but we're all close. And so I've heard stories. They kind of tried to protect me and my sister from some of those past, you know, past instances, which I can understand. But ultimately as we grow up, you learn more about all that stuff and they feel more comfortable sharing with you. And so I knew most of that past, like his alcoholism and, you know, even a little bit of the abuse, you know? Um, but you know, him, and my mom had, I, I would call it a pretty, a good relationship, but obviously, you know, that was, it was pretty rocky at times. Like, especially when I was a little younger, just kind of knowing like they would get in a huge argument or whatever. And mom or dad would disappear for most of that day and just kind of uncertainty <clears throat> about that. And so, you know, there was always that in my mind to some degree, like maybe dad was abusive or maybe he wasn't. So, but then as you get older, you really learn these things and how he was and all this stuff. And um, But ultimately, they had a good relationship. They loved each other. Mom, you know, she stayed with him through all that stuff. And, and they ended up together until she died. And so, uh, but there was beauty in their relationship, too. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was not all bad. And so that's what's hard. I think that's what's hard for people to understand, too. When you see someone in an abusive relationship, of course, you would in the moment that would be the right thing to do is that person to get out of that relationship or, or something or, you know, just for them to go through therapy or whatever this case might be. Um, but then, you know, the fact that they stuck it out even beyond all that and 20, 30 years later have a, a real, you know, kind of a beautiful relationship that they have forgiveness and all this stuff. And so, uh, anyway, kind of that, that that story to say as my dad's kind of going through all this therapy and uncertainty of like is he going to make it is he going to get back to where he was is he even going to survive um you know i just kind of started reflecting on all that and just the idea of even though he's a preacher you know um was he really even a good man you know was it even a thing to where uh was he a good man that just did bad stuff or is he actually a bad Person, ultimately, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's not to say we can't make mistakes, of course. But it's just kind of a reflection of that whole thing.
0: It's a beautiful song and really thank you. Deep, it's hard to listen to without crying for myself. <laughs> yeah, just, as I've listened to <laughs> yeah. it a few times. I mean, I've listened to it a few times, and it's just every time I'm like, oh man, that just hits you right in the feels.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Me too. I mean, when we play it at those shows, you know, you guys were there. I mean, we have fun. Like, we like it to keep it light, and we like to have fun. But obviously, there's some deeper, darker moments, which is kind of the way our band band is anyway. Yeah, Um, it's fair. And there's been plenty of people crying at the shows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
4: Um, (laughs) Well, the song, much like your answer to it, Devin, I mean, is... Is honest and it's real and mm-hmm. it's deep. And I think that's why Elizabeth and you know, myself can connect to it so emotionally and on the level. And you can tell that it's there, even though maybe it's not overtly like a religious song, but you can tell the wrestle with religion is in there, you know. And oh, I, sure, think yeah. th- I think that for me is why I identified so instantly to it you know Mm because i think anybody who grew up remotely close to something like religious christianity whatever it might be like there's always been rules of how you need to live and how you need to to match up to and i think everyone has always found themselves lacking and struggling and knowing like you know like Am I a good person? And most most of the time, right. like unfortunately, in a lot of our churches, we were learned that we're or taught, I should say, that we were all bad people, and and, right. and it wasn't it wasn't like for myself. And afterwards, it just like you no, know, I can you know be good on my own. It's not just God in me that makes me good. I can choose good. And I think sure, that's, yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I think. I guess for me, I think. There's a part of me that kind of thinks that we are all kind of bad, you know, to some degree. Like a part of that's probably, you know, just the church foundation that I've had. But also I I tend to think that I, you just generally, I, I'm just generally pessimistic about people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not even like, not even in a really bad way. I don't think everybody's a horrible person. I just think people generally are going to let you down in some way. And that's just normal. That's part of life. It's not like I'm going to I'm going to let my wife and kids down not intentionally, but just because that's just kind of what happens and it's not even like even and what I mean by that is not even all that bad. You know what I mean? It's not even like and and using the word bad is it has a such strong connotations, but ultimately I just mean a person who has a lot everybody's a weak person, you know what I mean? Everybody has things that they just that just fall apart on them. And so but but my, my idea for it is like, it, it, it can be really beautiful too. You know what I mean? The, the weaknesses and all that stuff are part of what makes us great. You know, it makes humans yeah. great. It's not, it's not that we're all really good people looking to do really good things all the time, but obviously that's in there. And most of the time people are probably looking for an easy way out for whatever, you know what I mean? From whatever they're in, whatever situation they're in they're Usually we think about ourselves first and then someone else next. And it really takes a lot of training and and re- and self um, discipline for us to get beyond that. Just, so that's just kind of what the way I kind of view it. And not even like everybody's
4: terrible,
2: yeah. You know, well, I mean?
4: not to be super cynical either, and I, we won't go down this rabbit hole for too long, but. Like when you cast the net for looking for people who want the easy way out and sell Christianity as that way, that's what you're going to fill the churches with. When, when it's, everything is your golden ticket to heaven, you know, and that's your easy way out of all of your sin and everything you've done wrong and evil. Oh yeah. And then, and that's why you want to be a Christian, then when it, when it, the actual real work comes and actually loving people is is not just lip service then then that's where things kind of start to fall apart a little bit
5: We don't
0: like our life in the valley we want to be on the mountaintop
5: (laughs) i know exactly and although i I love old hymns and stuff uh but it's funny because some of them i'm just like we're singing them not anymore as much as as when i was growing up but you know like a song like a southern gospel song like i'll fly away you know yeah that song has nothing to do with even like doing anything good for God. It, <laughs> literally, catchy, it just says, I'll fly away <laughs> in the morning. When I die, hallelujah, I'll be in heaven. It's basically what it says. It has nothing to do with even, it only has to do with,
4: Jenna, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far. <laughs> fly yeah, it's basically far like,
5: get me out of here as quickly as possible. is yeah. the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff you grow up with. And just like, what, what is this? It doesn't even mean anything. Anyway, yeah, that's a whole other topic.
0: Let's talk about where are you going? Yeah, tell us tell us the story behind that song, and then I want to ask some details on who is that lovely female voice singing Because <laughs> Emery doesn't have a yeah, female yeah. voice, so
5: <laughs> no, we don't. Um, so Toby wrote a, a, a side project album a few years ago, uh, like I, basically just you know, kind of in a spare time kind of thing where. Uh, It was almost like a, I think it was basically like a story. Like he almost, I think he even almost finished a movie script about it. Someone helped him, but cool. it was about this guy um, who basically had been a pretty thriving, I think, Christian artist to some degree. And I think he had like a crossover hit and um, ended up kind of going that direction and got disowned by all the Christians and uh and then wasn't successful enough in the secular market or whatever and so ultimately ended up playing in bars really lonely just uh jaded kind of guy and um so that's the the main character and um so we decided to use that for this and so that song specifically is about him and his daughter so okay the obviously the first part's toby singing the dad mm-hmm. and then the daughter so it's about and all and also part of the story is his daughter is a musician too and they have a kind of a broken relationship um and then it ends up kind of being a thing to where she has a broken relationship with her husband obviously so it kind of goes down the line to where they're both kind of broken yeah. and they end up kind of playing shows together so it's um uh, uh, anyway, so that song specifically is about kind of them talking to each other about, about life and the relationship. Girl, where you going and
3: where have you been? Your candle's been burning too long in both ends. The heart we lost ain't the worst of us, But the flesh it cost won't come back. This world don't stop people from changing They come and go It feels right but you're just rearranging
0: sang the vocals yeah. for that part
4: yeah who's the singer there
5: yeah her <laughs> like name her is gretel yeah she's great um her name is gretel and she's in a band in, like a local band in seattle that matt knows really well they're called handsome and gretel
0: nice
4: okay
5: yeah nice. so um they're both really talented i think uh the, her husband his name's brett he played with matt and toby a couple times on like a matt and toby tour and um ended up you know that she was just a super good singer, and she was into doing it. So it That's fit cool. really well. It was really,
2: oh yeah, yeah. yeah
0: their voices were great together. I, I, I love harmonies like that. I don't know. It just I, I love the back and forth, and yeah, it, it gives me goosebumps when voices meld like that. I just love it.
5: Yeah, I totally agree. Thank well, you.
4: Well, where are you going? <laughs> where are we going? I now don't know. that we, we yeah. are done with that song. What's the next question? <laughs> so I jumped the gun. I was going to start with this one, and I don't know if I want to save it for the end, because I think out of the four tracks you sent me, I guess on this uh, EP, you would call it, for uh-huh. Palmetto, um, yeah. I I Sit Here it is definitely mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, it has such a cool feel. I wouldn't even know what type of like genre to put it in. Um, yeah. I, they're, right off the bat, you're you're dropping f bombs and sort of like kind of like a <laughs> coffee shop sort of feel song. Uh-huh. And um, then two minutes in, uh, you sampled uh, some sort of uh, recording in the background. And yeah. what is that? What is that recording?
5: It's like a old time preacher, you know, just like a church service that we found.
4: Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about this song here that the listener is about to hear, because like I said, on the EP, um, what drew me to it was good, man. But listening to uh-huh. the, all the tracks, I think my favorite is definitely, I, I sit here. So,
5: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar to what, uh, where Are you going? I mean, it's, it's the same story. It's the same character. Um, it's that jaded musician. And, um, this song is about a little bit more of his, uh, response back to all those people who kind of disowned him, um, from the Christian world and from the church, kind of telling him who he's supposed to be. And he obviously doesn't hear it, (laughs) so he doesn't want to hear it. So that's basically, um... You know that's where he says. You know the part that obviously came out of came out of nowhere for a lot of people, but it's um, you know I'll, I don't know if I can cuss on here or not, but yeah, you're good. <laughs> He says,
4: no, okay. this is definitely well, G-rated. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's so you know for those who haven't heard the song, I mean, he, well, I guess everybody listening will have heard the song by now. But he says, um, you know, fuck you uh, f- for what you did, fuck me for what I didn't say. So it's basically that that give and take of that relationship, that the push and pull of them forcing themselves on him and the responsibility, the expectations, and him not really saying what he really felt. And so this was this was his time to say what he felt. It's kind of like his sermon back to them after, you know. I sit here
3: playing my guitar Thinking about you pause, really should know about your problems it just takes and takes and
1: takes and keeps on revolving but I If you want to know, want to know the truth, well, here it is. When you're faced and broken, and nothing's loud, no words to be spoken, what do you and why
5: does this have any
0: personal um i realize you said this is part of a script but does this have any like Uh personal implications do you guys have any experience with this type of thing personally
5: not not specifically but i obviously you know with emory and uh the bad christian podcast and all that stuff i mean obviously there's there's hints of this type of thing in, in in at least me and toby's life Lives and and maybe even other guys as well, too. You know, Toby and I grew up in the same type of church, very legalistic, very fundamental. You know, women couldn't wear pants, makeup, jewelry, um, you know, kept was kept in their place to some degree, you know, and and couldn't go to movie theaters, all this really weird stuff, you know. And so they wear culottes.
4: Was it a culott church?
5: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) something like that. I mean, it, it, it was <laughs> looking back, it's just so crazy. I mean, but you know, when you're young and you're a kid, that's all you know. And you don't know any South. better. Yeah. It's, no, just it's just reality. And it, you know, you tr- it's not like they were trying to hurt us, it's just what they thought was the right thing. And a lot of people still do. And that's fine. It's just, it just seems so, so silly now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so there's no specific stories, but like, you know, to, my dad was a preacher. Toby's uh, grandpa was a preacher that is you know, fire and His brimstone on everything. Sure. Paul, he calls him Paul Paul, you know. <laughs> and so, hit uh, you know fire and brimstone and everything. You know, if you're not with us, you're going to hell, basically. Thing. So, it all stems from somewhere, you know, in our past.
4: Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, hell in a bucket or. Hell and her kiss, maybe, even. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You like that transition there?
5: (laughs) That was just a... That's just a pop... That's just a pop
4: country song, man, trying to sell. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like I may already have my answer because uh, I'm seeing a trend here with uh, where are you going and I sit here it being Uh told from a fictional person's story. uh, Yeah. I guess point of view. So, but... I mean, it's a pretty saucy song, and I want to know it was it about your wife. But I mean, I was kind of no, scared not to ask because if, if it all. wasn't, I was like, I don't know, am I cracking something open here? So, no. <laughs> like, you're answering no. pretty honestly. If you need to be like, you know, sh- less honest about this one. <laughs>
0: to be fair, we both had this question separately and pre-recording. We were comparing notes, <laughs> oh, yeah? and like, he gets to this That's song, funny. and I'm like, this That's is my funny. question, and we're like, yeah, we're, we have the same question. <laughs>
5: Um, no, this was, this wasn't the same character from the script or, or even my personal life. It wasn't my wife or anything. This was literally a song I wrote probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, at least. So we used to uh, receive these, uh, emails from someone who worked at EMI, which is EMI owns tooth and nail, uh, the bigger umbrella label. And they also own some other big labels too. And they had a bunch of country artists um that, and, cu- and most country artists don't write their own music or either they collaborate with a team. And so um we were get me and Toby were getting these country music um, lists every month or so of artists looking for songs. And so we would try and write, we would submit songs, you know, every, every couple months. And so this was one of the songs I submitted that didn't get picked up that I always really, liked and I just thought it was kind of catchy and so that yeah. was just one of those it was just it's basically a made up story about about a you know woman who who's got him you know
2: I was just a simple man floating on a breeze until she came along and complicated things at first sight it was love Then love turned into pain Now I'm stuck inside this civil war With my heart and my head She's got me all turned inside out I wish that I was sure But you know I've got my doubts Oh, if I could be much stronger still I know this broken heart will heal in time She's always on my mind Cause she's got
1: eyes like a saint
2: chance then resurrects my heart with just a single glance she swore that she would change about a thousand times I swore that I would leave but I never say goodbye she's got me all turned inside out I wish that I was sure but you know I've got my doubts Oh, if I could be much stronger still I know this broken heart will heal in time She's always on my mind Cause she's got eyes like a saint With the devil's lips So easy to hate But so hard to read See
0: Great country song, I'm glad you were able to <laughs> keep it. I hope it goes viral. It's a great song,
5: <laughs> thanks, yeah. it's more of our just kind of the you know kind of the catchy country ish more so than the other ones, obviously so yeah
4: yeah so so what is the uh plan with palmetto? I mean, obviously, it's just a side project that you and Toby are working on. I mean, I heard you know like it okay here's my question so I listen to Bad Christian Podcast you know, fairly regularly as well and I, I heard you know you, you guys announce it there or Matt announced it you know for you guys that it can be found on Emoryland and yeah. the way it was announced it sounded like Matt had quite a lot to do with this project <laughs> and so but yeah. I, but I kind of got the impression like in when you guys were on tour that like you have been working on this for a while you and Toby like right. and so um the question like who's is Who's involved?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. Uh well yeah, Matt was definitely involved. He's he's always involved in the production of, of the records. Okay, I mean that makes sense. Um you know you no matter what it is, like my own, you know, solo album that I released years ago is R and B or whatever, and Toby's whatever Toby does Matt's always kinda there with helping with production and pre production, all that stuff, so He's, he's great at arranging, uh, help, you know, kind of give you a little bit of pers- perspective on um, different things within that. So um, Toby and I, are, we're really raw. We write the songs. We just kind of throw over what we have and say, this is a song. I think this is going to be good. And then Matt basically takes it from there and turns it into what it is. And then we just kind of go back and forth until we have what we want. So,
0: Like with arrangements or with- like with the music theory behind it, like...
5: Yeah, I, I mean a little bit of both. I mean, I'm Matt and I went to school for music, so we're we kind of speak the same language mm-hmm. as far as music theory and all that stuff. Production wise, Matt's way beyond me and Toby. I mean, we he's he's been doing it for a long time. Toby and I just can kind of do the bare minimum. So uh, usually we'll send him a, a session with an acoustic, you know basically the acoustic version of the song, um, with maybe a click track or whatever. And then he'll just basically build the song from there. Okay. So him and him and Dave are both in Seattle and they record drums out there and all that stuff. And so it's just kind of building. Uh, and that's what Matt is really good at. Cause a lot of times, uh, you know, we'll explain to Matt what we're looking for, what we have in our mind. I'm really visual person. So I'm like, look, I just I got this idea. You know, I think this is going to be really cool. And then Matt's good at kind of translating that into what that will be musically, uh, and different instruments and stuff. So he's always involved in that way. Now I will say that. So when Toby and I did those shows, when you guys were there and the other ones, our plan was to have this be a side project band. That was what our, we were going to do. That's,
4: That's the impression I got. Yeah.
5: Yeah, that's what we were going to do. And we were just going to release it Emoryland just as bonus stuff and um but we ended up we decided to just release it as an Emory release. Awesome. So, it's just Emory doing these songs. Like it's it's basically just an Emory experimental type thing. So, we called it Palmetto just like as the EP basically. Um, Are you
4: going to go on tour? and as a full band and play some of these songs you think or like just I'd, a, maybe put a couple in while you're touring in the future or what do you think you might do with, i doubt with i doubt
5: we would play it on a regular tour however i mean we are looking more into like we 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 scheduled a show in april in seattle and we it's like a special musical type of thing um, hope there's
4: not more than 150 people
5: <laughs> well that was the amount of tickets <laughs> That was the amount of tickets that we made available, but that's still even a thing that we're like, well, we might have to just call it off, just depending. So, obviously, before all this stuff happens, so that that's our goal. But that's a Corona
4: joke if someone's listening to this years in advance and they're like, "What did everybody freak out and buy toilet paper for anyway?"
5: Yeah, I mean that that's definitely going to affect shows moving forward for the next several months. So we'll see. Um, but if that one specifically, we, we wanted to make that a show that we could play Palmetto songs and we would play, uh, alt, you know, alternative Emory, uh, versions of songs. Like we did this album called revival where it was like alternate, um, uh, versions of our past songs. And yeah. so we're going to do stuff like that. And, and I mean, Emory's always kind of evolving and we're always looking to try new things and move in a certain direction. So, um, if for some reason one of these songs did do well and became something more than it is then we would consider being a band called palmetto like maybe toby and i would actually start the band and matt and dave would probably play with us or something like that um Be cool. but for now it's just like this is just out there kind of under the
4: emory land umbrella and then we'll just kind of go from there
2: that's cool
4: i'm glad it is and yeah thanks you guys put on a really good show i was telling you before we started recording that when me and elizabeth saw you even though maybe it was a weird vibe in the venue kind of the way the seating was and everything but you guys just rolled with it and when you got going i was like this is kind of the exact vibe i'm looking for for open mic when we're doing the podcast trying to take that coffee shop Storyteller, I'm gonna sing this song and tell you why I wrote it. Just get into it, being real vulnerable, like you were today, and yeah, yeah. you ca- you captured that so well. So if you guys have not got a chance to see Emery, uh, either the full band or acoustic, or you know Matt and Toby or Toby and Devin or any of them, like <laughs> uh, I really recommend it. Like you guys have been doing this now for like what two decades, yeah, um, yeah, and. And it shows, it really shows you guys can capture an audience. You guys, it just has a, doesn't have a big production feel. Like every time I've Uh seen you guys, it's full energy. You know, you guys are older than me and you're screaming at me and I don't know why, (laughs) but I like it, but I kind of like it. You know, I'm just
5: like, I I love it. It's my style of music. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, we like to we like to try everything. I mean, we, we've done acoustic stuff throughout the years occasionally, and then over the past probably five years it's become more common, you know, so we just like to do it. It's e- easy for me and Toby to jump in a rental car and, and go for four or five days. Um, and that's, it's just fun for us, and so uh, we'll continue to
4: do that for sure. So I encourage our listeners to check you guys out live. I mean, obviously, if you like what you hear today where can they get this can you only get the palmetto ep or album through emoryland is that is that what i heard
5: yeah for now um so basically the way it works is we get we give out one ep every quarter every three months to people in emoryland and so the people in emoryland have have gotten in there uh, uh, through a couple different ways we had an we had an indiegogo Uh, that they could purchase like basically the album that we're making right now. Um, And then also through the website, it's like a monthly thing. And so um, there's, you know, there's probably 1500 people in there. um, And we just put the links in our private discord channel. We put extra music in there and all that stuff. But at the end of each year, uh, we'll release a full album to the public. And so Palmetto won't be on that album, but we'll probably put, that on Spotify or something like that, where people could hear that too at some point, you know?
4: Very cool. This has been a blast. Do you have anything else, babe? Thanks, man.
0: No, um, no. Everybody. I, ah, definitely respond to babe. That's nice. <laughs> 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 I, I thought
4: I, heard, I mean, I I, I, I like you Devin, too, but I, I'm glad the yeah, feeling's you know, neutral. You know, I feel, I'm used feel to I'm I'm about used about that, that. So,
5: yeah, uh,
0: I guess, um, besides Emeryland, are there any social media platforms people can follow you guys on? I'm assuming.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, um, you know, emorymusic.com is our website. That's where you can see all the details about what we're doing. And then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, on we have all, I guess, all the normal social media stuff, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We don't ha- I guess we don't have TikTok yet. That's that's Toby's job. <laughs> Toby had, yeah, I one. think Toby's, he, <laughs> he's Toby's dipped his job, toe into some but He's TikTok. not doing <laughs> it. He just does his own TikToks. So we're like, just make an Emory TikTok. And he's like, ah. <laughs> So he hasn't done that yet, but, um, yeah, we have the normal stuff so they could search Emery, and we'll, we'll be in there somewhere.
4: Cool. Awesome. Well, you guys are a lot of fun and I mean, I'll go ahead and we mentioned it already, but I'll also plug the Bad Christian podcast. You know, Toby's part of that. i cool. yeah. Emery. All you guys are fun and we met you a handful of times every time. It's been a blast. So uh, thanks, keep, man. Appreciate keep doing you guys. Thing and best of luck to you, man.
5: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget the five W's, man. What's the five W's? We are, are washing and waving and wiping <laughs> and whoa, don't touch our face. All right. <laughs> That's it. This
5: episode was edited by Omar. As always, we're brought to you by the patrons of the Fade to Gray Network. To become a member of our Patreon, head over to patreon.com/slash fade to gray podcast. And since you have nothing better to do while you're self-quarantining, head on over to Apple Podcast and give Fade to Gray a five-star rating and review. We know that with the coronavirus you're probably experiencing a lot of trauma. Why not put your mind at ease by listening to Seth's new podcast, Mental? And for a fun time, check out the movies that molded me. All this and more from the Fade to Gray Network. Thanks for listening.
1: Say goodbye